I don't know what it is about the pandemic. Everybody is riding bicycle now. So <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw your bicycle there. So yeah. a couple of guys were riding bike and they they invited me to come. I'm like, bro, man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about that life <laughs> yet. <laughs> yet. So thank you all for jumping on to Life on Purpose, um, the podcast. Um, today, I have um, a brother of mine, um, a, a good friend, a mentor, actually. Uh, he's more of a mentor lately with some of the things, some of the gems he's been dropping. So I have uh, Victor Offenmaking. Um, he's been on a podcast before. He's been on and we talked about you know, real estate. He's a, he, and, and as you all would know, I usually ask my, my guests to really just tell us a little bit about themselves at the risk of me not including everything. And then I add to it. So I'm going to jump right in. Victor, can you tell us a little bit about yourself for those who did not listen to you in season two? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me again. Super excited to be here. Super surprised to find out that I'm a mentor. But uh, yeah, you are. You, you, you really you, are. I think it's a two-way mentorship here. Um, really excited about this uh, podcast because uh, you and I have something in common that we'll discuss in this podcast. Uh, but to answer your question, um, I'm, uh, uh, my first, I'm a military officer. So I'm in the U.S. Naval officer uh, for about 19 years now. I'm also a real estate broker. I'm a mortgage broker. I run a private equity company uh, where we invest in commercial real estate, add the value, dispose, and distribute you know, shares, distribute dividends and capital gains to our investors. Got a property management company. Um, I'm, I'm an author as well, public speaker, and just a, a host of different things around the real estate space is what I do. Uh, I think I said, I said I have a, I'm a mortgage broker as well, right? So we're converting our, our mortgage company into a mortgage bank here very shortly. So I'll be technically a banker as well here very soon. Oh, wow, Victor, that is, so that lots of one is new info for me. And I know we talked about it one of the times you came down to Dallas and went to big golf about how, you know, uh, mortgage brokerage at some point you know, what the next level is, is banking. So big ups on that. So just for those that didn't catch that, almost everything you touched on um, centered around real estate. And, you know, I, I've shared this to those that listen um, to the podcast that um, Gary Keller wrote an amazing book called The One Thing. And the idea of the one thing is that, you know, you find something that is uh, and for those who are faith-based, certainly knowing this podcast is, is strongly faith-based as well, you find the one thing that God has, has kind of gifted you as your talent and skill set, um, and then you build off of that. You think of the Michael Jordans as basketball, although he played baseball, people don't know him for that. You think of, you know, he played golf too. You think of Oprah Winfrey, and you think of media, you think of, you know, um, Nelson Mandela, and you think of, you know, liberation and freedom and, and legal and all of those things. And they, they all have one thing and then they build off of that. And so, Victor, you exemplify that, that focus, that attention to what it is that you've been given. And then you, you basically just, it sounds like you are channeling the entire uh, client flow through that one avenue. As a, starting off as a realtor to broker to 
mortgage company as a mortgage broker to now soon to be a mortgage bank to property management to private equity and obviously the icing on the cake being you know sharing your knowledge you have a continuing education course i don't even think you share that you do continue education uh for, for those in the in the uh, real estate industry sharing your knowledge and now you've not only taken that and you brought it to sharing your knowledge not only in real estate but about finance understanding that real estate is one of the many vehicles to financial security you've now taken that hence why we are here today <laughs> Will you ever be rich? Will you ever be rich is what it's called. Before we jump in, tell us about the last two books you've written, your first two books. Um, just tell us the name and just kind of like a high level, you know, what's the premise and, um, you know, what, what folks might expect from if they've read it or if they were to read it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they're very, two very different books. So uh, the first one is called Success Made Simple. And, uh, Actually, so one of the blessings that the real estate industry has given me was early on, I started writing about real estate, success, life in general. And as I was putting out this weekly content, uh, I had my, uh, cons my uh, consumers, as you say, a bit of a consumer content or my readers say, hey, you do have some really good content here. You should strongly consider putting this into a book or do some speaking engagements with this. And uh, so, you know, as I, I took that to heart and I started compiling a book on Success Made Simple. Essentially, it's like the principles, the guiding principles that helps you fast track success. Things like, you know, having a mentor, things like accountability on, on organization, things like being focused, right? What you just mentioned right mm -hmm. now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, like Steve Jobs said, to be really successful in life, you've got to say no to ideas, in, in, to, to a lot of ideas, and say yes to very few. It, 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 while you're saying no to all these ideas, you might say no, no to some good ideas, but you can't never be successful if you say yes to everything, right? Focus is very critical. Uh, so those are the big principles, the big takeaways from Success Made Simple. It's been a bestseller. Uh, it's gotten great reviews, absolutely uh, stunning. Yep. Uh, the second book is called Finding Happiness is Your Purpose, right? So that also came out from, you know, really trying to decipher what life is really about, right? Is it just about changing the almighty chasing the almighty dollar? What's it really about? Is it about, from our perspective, about religion? Is What is it about, right? And the conclusion was, you know, was finding happiness is your only purpose. That's the reason why we do everything. It, 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 some people even argue that religion also is an attempt to find happiness, both here on earth, uh, when it comes to peace uh, and serenity and to, you know, in the afterlife. So the second book is about finding happiness is your purpose. Uh, you know, once you get that success, you've, I'm sure you've heard a lot of people say they get the success and it didn't make them happiness or they get a success right. and they bring them to peace and they got depressed after the success. You know, Tim Ferriss, a four hour work week, figured everything out and then got into, big, into a big depression. And the whole idea of finding out happiness kind of talks about that, about how, you know, building a relationship is important, about how, not taking things too personally, about how, you know, in Ecclesiastes, about life is meaningless, right? And so uh, everything that causes us stress and, 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 and pain and anguish, 
you know, in the big picture of it, in the big picture, it's meaningless, right? right. Uh, it's vanity. And that's what the second book is about. Uh, so I'm going to, that's a direct yeah. question. I'm going to yeah. stop right there. No, no that, that's awesome. You know, one of the things that you said, um, you know, that I, I want people to really hear uh, on success made simple, you, you, you reference um, uh, Steve Jobs to be really successful in life have to say no to some ideas and and that's to your point focus the importance of focus you got it you got it got it you can't we can't stress enough the importance of focus not that all the other guiding principles aren't important but in your ability to even you know uh walk walk closely uh with a mentor your ability to be held accountable on all these things require you that level so i i appreciate you echoing that the second thing is um, with regards to book number two, Finding Happiness is Your Purpose. You know, one of the things I heard that's unique, um, just, I can't remember exactly where I heard it, but someone had described, and this is probably a uh, choice of words, right? But someone had described happiness as, um, you know, your feeling to the happenings around you, um, why, where joy or, you know, a longer, longer lasting happiness, if one may say, is joy, which is, you know, an internal sort of peace that transcends the situations around you. And so when I heard you saying, you know, people chasing the almighty dollar, it reminded me of that because sometimes people chase the almighty dollar and have temporary happiness, right? So if we were to qualify happiness by temporary or long-term, you know, the temporary happiness is what some people chase and, and they have a fleeting success. They, you know, maybe they achieve a certain level of promotion and, you know, and then within six months, they're ready for the next thing because they really haven't found that long-term happiness, aka joy, um, you know, I, I really appreciate you touching on the importance of, you know, finding that true purpose or that true happiness and happiness being that purpose. The last thing I want to share before uh, we start talking about your book is um, you referenced Tim Ferriss and before our work week. And one of the things that I didn't want people to miss is the fact that you yourself as an author, you're a reader. And it's been said several times, you actually mentioned that in this book as well, that readers are leaders. Can you just touch a little bit about the importance of being a, a student of, of theories and principles and knowledge and how for you personally that has helped you? Because it sounds like you, you've read, you, you, you referenced Steve Jobs, you've referenced Tim Ferriss, you've referenced Ecclesiastes. What's the importance of being a reader to success? I mean, it, it's everything. Right. Um, I mean, I had a goal of reading 20 minutes a day every day. And, you know, from reading, from consuming information, that's how you get smarter. So you get better. Uh, basically, almost everything is an argument that everything we have out there, we think of some things, but most of it is inspired by other kind of thoughts, uh, things that we read, uh, things that we learn. And then that kind of helps us jog our thinking faculty into forming our own decisions. Uh, there's a big saying that I said, I think I might have it in the first book as well, that the way to predict who you're gonna be five years from now is two things, the people you're with and the information you consume. The information can be, can be, can be said as the books you read. You know, So the books you read, the information you consume is a good predictor of where you're gonna be in five years from now. Now, reading alone is not all it takes, right? You just, just convert that into action. But um, 
most leaders, most amazing people are voracious readers, right? You talk about Warren Buffett reads, you know, I mean, pretty much 80% of his day is reading. Uh, Bill Gates, uh, uh, Bill Clinton, Obama, right? So the, the reading is absolutely, absolutely critical. And I can, I always know when I've gone through a spell of not reading because I don't have fresh ideas. Mm. I don't have fresh goals. I don't have a lot of motivation to do it. I'm just kind of drifting and going through life when I'm not reading. When I'm when I'm going through my constant reading, I'm always thinking of okay, always always you know, uh, uh, um, you know, just have my thinking faculties on at all times. I'm discussing right. ideas with people. I'm saying, hey, I just read. So what do you think about that? I just read right. that. What do you think about that? You know, and just you know. And also when it comes to being able to uh, carry a conversation and being, being able to discuss a wide topic with people, I mean, we are relational human beings, right? So right. reading kind of goes through all that. I read, I read about everything. I read about cryptocurrency, even though I don't believe in it. I read, sorry guys, I read about, <laughs> you know, I read about, you know, religion. I read about stoicism. I read about things, you know, I read about, you know, sometimes I do some uh, um, fiction and nonfiction. My daughter, is a big fiction reader. I'm a big nonfiction guy. So we challenge each other. Hey, you read one nonfiction, I read one fiction. Mm-hmm. You know, all those kind of things. So absolutely reading is fundamental. And I think, you know, per- perhaps the greatest things that I have with my daughter, my kids, is that they are readers. So almost, I almost don't care about anything they do, quite frankly. I mean, I don't care about their, what, I mean, I do care, but I almost, I'm so content that because they are readers, I'm very, cons- I'm very uh, uh, comfortable that they will have uh, an extraordinary life. I mean, they read more than I do and they're in nine and 11. Uh, so I'm not overly concerned about, you know, the math and music and stuff like that. Once you're a reader, it's very difficult not to have an extraordinary life. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so... Um, will you ever be rich? Best kept secrets of the world's richest people. Why did you write this book, Victor? Wow, 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 wow. Um, this is a very personal book to me. Um, and I'm sure I know you've read it. And, yep. Um, look, man, the, my 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 book is worn out, bro. Like real, <laughs> like for real, for real. God, it's so good but yeah let me let me let me step down from being a fan and go back yeah, to interview yeah. mode <laughs> you know it's one of those things where you you write these things and you just don't expect it's you didn't know what it's gonna be funny like i said you know uh this book has a lot of history with you as well right because when i was writing this book me you and shagun uh were the accountability group to write this book and i have your book here with me here charge forward regardless fight fears, overcome obstacles, and break through, break through barriers. And Shegun's book, Live Like the Greats, Nine Keys to Living and Come on Life. We basically get up every day for like a month and a half and text each other, hey, I've done 400 books, I've done 400, I've done 400 words, I've done 300 words, you know, this kind of thing. That was very, I mean, that, that's a bond that when I share that with people, like, yo, can I be your, can I be your partner now? I'm like, no, call Lada, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, um, and not knowing that we're creating something special at that point in time. Right. And everyone that's touched this book, I've had nothing but like 
amazing reviews. From the first review, I remember exactly, lady said, Victor, I'm five chapters into this book and I felt like I've wasted my entire 30s. Wow. I, I wish I read this book before that. And, and, and I have to go in the 70s. I have a Harvard grad just said that I wish this is the book. I wish I read this book instead of going to Harvard Business School. Wow. Right. That is big. That is it's a, it's a HBS grad. So I wish I read this book instead of going to Harvard, Harvard business, business School. Um, so it was just, you know, it's a little bit of a personal story, to be honest. I really didn't want to say that because it, it was like guessing who I Dude, Victor Benjamin. That's one of my questions. Like, who's Oliver <laughs> and who's Benjamin? Who, like, who, who is Victor in this book? <laughs> <laughs> I saw, hey, I saw one of the reviews where someone said, Victor is not Oliver. Victor is not Benjamin. That was really cool. Like, you can see yeah. people channeling every thought about the book. The book. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Like Victor is Victor. <laughs> That's right. what I said. You know, so I think the thing is that this book kind of channels, quite frankly, what 99.4% of Americans are going through. Right. And that's, I think that's the secret behind the reason why it's been so popular is that everyone can relate to this book. And I, I said 99.4%, not anecdotally, but I said that factually, because scientifically, if once you read the book, you will realize that only 0.6% of Americans, or less, are rich. Yep. So this book just goes to ask the questions, will I ever be in that 0.6% or will I be in 99.4%? And in a very clever, easy to read way, uh, the book just kind of goes through that. I mean, like I had, uh, was at 2 p.m. yesterday, one of my close just showed me a text, hey, Victor, tonight, I want you to pick the biggest steakhouse. I'm buying you a steak. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, what happened? Like, I've had your book uh, for the past three days. I didn't read it. And I saw a review online about the book and I opened up at nine o'clock. And I did not do anything at work. I blew off work. He said he blew off work for the next four hours and it finished at 1 p.m. See, I've got to ask you a bunch of questions. I've been doing life wrong. Yeah. I've been doing life wrong. Let's have dinner. And we had dinner yesterday. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, you know, so uh it's just it's it's humbling, it's overwhelming the amount mm -hmm. of uh of, of feedback. Even you say, hey, turn into a turn into a you know. Uh, a program everything you know, like everything, everything everything you need to turn it into something that anyone that learns differently other than reading books because you know as you said readers are leaders but there's still a lot of people that just haven't bought into that concept of reading and i you know i, I keep praying for them this is the faith in me but if, if we can't get them to read i hope we can get them to listen i hope we can get them to you know work book i mean there's just so so much nuggets in here that whoever learns in a different way should capture that. But go ahead. Absolutely. So thank you for, you know, giving me more work to do. So <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. is. Which, yeah. funny enough, and I started thinking of that and I started putting things together. Good. And I'm going to reveal it for the first time in here on, right. this, on, on this uh, a podcast that I'm working on a program but more importantly, I'm working already taking the, uh, the, the notes and the details of the next 
will you ever be reached to? Dude, I can't wait. I just can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Again, let me come down from being a fan to interview, but I just can't go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. So, uh, so for people that have read the, the Will Never Be Rich, uh, it's a story, uh, not a, it's kind of a story, but more than a story of uh, a Benjamin and Oliver. And, and the, the Will Never Be Rich 2 essentially uh, was when Oliver made it, but then had his own challenges afterwards. Mm-hmm. And how to create his own systems and to be a mentor to people. And they kind of revised and worked uh, Benjamin's systems in a, in a different way that most people actually think. That mm-hmm. really leads to, one leads to rich, the other leads to being wealthy. And mm-hmm. that's what Oliver worked on building is the wealth part of it. And that's what the next book is about. And it's going to be very, very, well, now I'm, I can say it's gonna be great. I didn't know this was gonna be this good, but it's gonna be good. great. There's, there's no way it's not gonna be great. Because you know, <laughs> to your point, going from Benjamin to Oliver, um, and then to you, what you're saying is, you know, would you ever be reached to kicks off and picks up from Oliver's story. So for those who have not read the book, um, you know, again, at the risk of giving it all away, what you know, you've already teed it up by saying. You know, you mentioned Benjamin, you mentioned Oliver, we've mentioned those two names. But you could just give us a little bit about, you know, if someone were to, you know, maybe read a trailer or watch a trailer, I guess, of Will You Ever Be Rich, this book, um, what would it be? How would we describe it for them in, in, in a few seconds? Well, let me, let me start with, I'm not a good reader uh, out loud. I don't read very well out loud, but I'll, maybe you can. The back, uh, the back page, Yep. Gives a, a quick short synopsis of the book, and I can touch more about that. But go ahead. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Will You Ever Be Rich is a fascinating story that everyone can connect with. It is reminiscent of an unfortunate story so many people can relate to. It is even more unfortunate that most people do not get to find solutions to this dilemma. Will You Ever Be Rich chronicles a story of an enterprising young man with above average intellect hardworking, driven, ambitious, and motivated, but for some reason, he feels stuck. Life is not moving in the direction he expected financially. He wondered what he was doing wrong and what he could do differently. Ultimately found a mentor that walked him through the lessons that led to wealth. These are lessons that you would not get anywhere in a practical manner. If you, if you could connect with this story, or if you know anyone that could connect with the story, and this book is for you. And I, you know, without you even saying anything, I would tell you that that is the best description of this book. It, it highlights the story of, of, of a hardworking guy. And, and again, you mentioned the Harvard grad who said, I should have read this book before going to Harvard. This book really describes that because you have a guy here who is knowledgeable, who is enterprising, who, you know, who, who does the relatively typical thing goes to school, gets a degree, gets a job, and it's like, all right, dude, what's going on? Why, why is the Excel spreadsheet not balancing? Why are these things not, why am I not moving beyond just the current status quo? And then you then bring in this amazing mentor who walks this person through, you know, really, really life. So yeah, I think, I think asking me to read the back is if you describe it well. I'll give an example. So one of the readers, you know, I've been getting like, several uh, uh, um, um, 
messages pouring in since this book came out. One of the readers shared this couple that husband and wife both earn $380,000 a year combined, right? Right. Uh, the average family income in the U.S. is sixty grand a year, but fifty-five grand. I'm sure it's gone up now due to inflation. But that's just sixty grand a year, right? Mm-hmm. So essentially, this couple makes over six times the average income uh, 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 in America. And once they're done paying taxes, interest, insurance, their personal home bills, blah 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 they end up with approximately $3,400 left to save a month, mm. right? So um, that's a lot of money to save a month, but look at where they're coming from, right? right. 380K a year right. is over 30K a month, Yep. right? And that's about 3K. So 27, what is that? 27 grand or more just gets right. flown so away. So 90% is all about 90% is spent. Exactly. And, and, you know, according to the book, you will quickly realize mm-hmm. that you will never be rich at that pace. You know, there, you know, we all go through life. Uh, 99.4% of us go to life on default mode, autopilot. Mm-hmm. And this book kind of wakes you up that we all want to be rich, but I hate to break it to most of us, right? You know, um, earning six figures no longer cut it anymore. Bro, I was having that conversation with the guys at the table at your birthday, actually. We're talking about how a young guy, sorry to interrupt, we're talking about how a young guy um, actually uh, graduated college and within a year, he, you know, he actually graduated with an engineering degree took a year off just to chill and learn things, went back and learned coding and all that within six weeks to eight weeks course. Uh, he gets a job at $95,000, you know, just right out, right out of that coding program. And it had nothing to do with his degree. So to your point, six figures is nothing at this point. It's, it's not enough. It's, it's, it's completely irrelevant. Back to you. Absolutely. But we don't wake up to that. We don't realize that. Right, we think we're making progress, which we are, you know. But all of us, we think we're making progress. Uh, you know, not only is six figures not enough, even a, a family of a husband and wife both making six figures these days, it's just not enough anymore. Right, this will never get you there, never, never. Right, so this book does a good job, kind of, you know, pull open the veil of the so called American dream. Let people realize this and not just open it, but also gives you a step-by-step in all in like without with with all certainty. I believe I strongly believe this. Right. I'm, 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 I believe it's enough to say this that I don't think any other book out there that I know gives you the exact way to be rich. Like yeah. this is it. This is perhaps, you know, and I'm saying this now just from all the reviews I'm getting. No, no, I didn't think about this in the beginning. The holy grail of what it takes to be rich. I, I would echo that. Without echo this, that. it's yeah. not, it's impossible. 99.4%, which is pretty much 
all of us right. that are not following this are not rich, period. Yeah. Yeah. So I would echo that. And, and I, again, for someone who um, ha- has, has really uh, done some reading myself, you know, I've read, I mean, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because those are some of the things like when I, I'll tell you this, I've shared your book with some friends and I bought a couple and I've said, and they say, oh, is it kind of like Rich Dad, Poor Dad? I'm like, okay, if that's the reference you want to use, sure. Let me, let me let you at least bite on that. But there's a different way I need you to read this book. I need you to open your mind and actually read this book for its, its authenticity. And, and so, yes, I think this is a basically click by click where every chapter is a new lesson where every chapter is a new this is what you do next like literally it's like sitting in front of a mentor like that's exactly what this book was you know the the gentleman that was needing to be coached sat in front of a mentor week in week out to learn the next steps to be rich now let me ask you a question you know how would you define being rich and i know you've touched on that in your previous book just indulge here how would you define being rich wow okay <laughs> i know that's a big one yes yes i, I don't want to give too much away right um you know however though being rich is essentially having enough income coming in month in month out without you having to work for it. Yep. And having this income grow year in, year out to outpace inflation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of it. Uh, also, we want this income to put you at the top, uh, uh, top level of earners or right. lifestyle anywhere in the world so i don't have to move to honduras to be rich i can yeah. be rich you know the income that be sufficient where i can be rich in honduras in the united states in switzerland in dubai or wherever i am around the world and i and because th- there are three things that comprises of life time energy money money is capital money right so you know um i'm sure most of you have heard of that before right in your younger age you have time and energy and no money right in your middle middle age you have money and energy but no time and then in your old age, you have money, you have time, you're retired now, but you have no energy. And so you've been rich. It's also important to have all three. And the times of all three is in your middle age, right? Where you can have the time, money, and energy. That's why, you know, in the book, we don't ascribe to the save, you know, um, I mean, even though I love Dave Ramsey and Susie yeah, Orman, yeah. all these guys, but when someone say I'm going to be rich when I'm 72, it does nothing for me. No, my, how much my number you one have to live. Exactly, <laughs> you're gonna die at 78. Right. 
my number one hero said that is Benjamin Franklin had a saying that wealth is not for the one that possesses it. Wealth is for the one that enjoys it. You need to be rich enough to actually enjoy your wealth, not just to rich get the money and then die. And then some grandkids that's ungrateful, doesn't know who you are, just blows it uh, like a birthday candle. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, I, you know, again, there's so much nugget in this book that people just need to buy it. And the way you just describe how would, uh, sorry, how do you define being rich? You kind of describe it, but there's a formula. In addition to this, you know, time, uh, energy, and money, there's a formula that, hey, if you're listening, you have to buy the book to read the formula. It is, it is a math, it is a math that makes so much sense. So you got You got to buy the book to read the formula. Right, there's so many questions that we could ask, but I think the key thing is for folks to get that if they get this book, that step-by-step would really, really help them. And, you know, at the risk of sounding like a, a promoter, this is really coming from a fan who has read the book. Um, you know, my wife and I had a point where we're actually going to read it together uh, just to refresh our minds on all the different things that, you know, we continue to work on. And, and really, you know, in walking with you and, and learning from you, just, you know, in general, from a relationship standpoint, um, this book really just up. And so um, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast to talk a little bit about that. Now I have a signature question that I'm going to be asking this season, a signature question I'm going to be asking this season. And here's the question. If you were to build a dream team, right, a basketball dream team of five players, they could be five players from anywhere in the world for life, dream team for life. In other words, if you were to have five guys or girls who would be in your corner for your entire life, who you would learn from, who you would grow from they could be living or dead who would those five people be oh wow oh, oh, oh wow 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 okay let's see let's see let's see well before i answer that question hopefully you'll forget and not let me answer let me let me divert a little bit <laughs> talking about those the, don't worry <laughs> think about it <laughs> talking about those number uh the numbers and the formula in the book uh, i hate to do this to everyone i'm gonna yeah. do it to you as well uh, will you ever be rich too? Uh, the second book right here, mm-hmm. Oliver takes that formula and really builds upon it wow. and creates his own absolute critical epic formula that you've not seen anywhere. Wow. And it is so important to being rich. Yeah. I'm going to share that formula with you off the, off the podcast. Uh, uh, hopefully you can keep it secret until then. Okay. Uh, but uh, this is really, it's really, really exciting. Uh, wow. It's amazing that we don't get taught this formula. And now I'm even in my own life, I'm applying all of us knowledge and, and formula right now. As a matter of fact, I'm about to do a business deal that will drastically drop the formula that Oliver came up with in this new book of my, in my own finances mm-hmm. by, uh, by 40%. And because of that, I'm choosing not to do this deal right now 
mm. because I, that formula keep rising, and that formula actually sets you financially free. Wow! 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 That's awesome. Okay. So, so certainly for those who have not read, um, "Will You Ever Be Rich?" You got to read "Will You Ever Be Rich?" This first one, and then you need to prepare your mind for "Will You Ever Be Rich?" Too where you get a double click into that formula. So back to the question that you thought I was going to forget. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your top five? Greatest of okay. all times for life. Let's go. Let's go. So certainly, number one, Benjamin Franklin. Okay. Right. So Benjamin Franklin is just an all-around um, uh, uh, um Renaissance man, that's just a Renaissance man. Just well, well read. Never went to school, but read a lot of books. Wrote the book called The Way to Wealth. He's wow. littered all over Will You Ever Be Rich. Uh, has so much influence in almost a lot of things I've done in my life. I've been a big fan of his uh, 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 for generations. I've been for generations, you know, for several years. Right. And, and it's just always just revert back to lessons from Benjamin Franklin. Um. Lately, I've been really into Marcus Aurelius. Okay. Right? So Marcus Aurelius uh, um, um, has been, a, you know, just the, the Marcus Aurelius, the Seneca, Epictetus, uh, the Stoicism. I've kind of gotten into Stoicism this year. So I've read a lot of books on Stoicism this year. Okay. Uh, and um, that's been, I think Epictetus is probably uh, a favorite of mine. Uh, uh, it's got a book called How to Live, uh, and that's been a very good uh, uh, influence on 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 how I operate. Uh, let's see on my dream team. So, uh, big fan of Phil Jackson. So let's go back to basketball now, right? Yeah. Uh, why? Yeah. So Phil Jackson kind of introduced me to. Um, um, Zen, yes. Zen Buddhism, right? So, a lot of time in college, I really studied a lot of Zen. Uh, I studied Zen uh, uh, Buddhism a lot, and kind of helped me uh, ask some big questions, some big philosophy questions about life, and and, and then how you know, and and this kind of things. Um, I don't know if I can use an institution as on my dream team sure go for uh, it uh, uh, but the, the so I'm, I'm a naval officer right and being in the navy has been such a big impact in my life right uh and you know day in day out the no quit attitude the win uh uh um you, you go to war you either come back with your shield or on your shield mm. and i've taken that attitude to business a lot right where you know, for my clients, you just fight and fight and fight, right? So absolutely, that's been a big influence on in my life is the, the, the U.S. Navy. And, and um, obviously, you know, Lana, you at my, at my birthday, I went to turn 40 about a few weeks ago. Right. And one of my biggest, you know, I mean, I would say this as, as a uh, uh, cliche, but my father, my father has been a very big influence on in my life. I just from an aspect of just pure love. Mm. Right, he's always there to support. Um, I'm doing a book launch of uh, "Will Ever Be Rich" on June on June fourth. I'm going to reach out to you, Lana, to see how yes, to sir. do a, a how to do a in person and a Zoom launch at the same time because I want to do an in person 
And my father just visited. I just, I see I'm doing my book lunch and woke up the next morning and has a full blown agenda for me on how to oh, do man. it. The that gestures, is the ball, those kind of things. And there's more. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I shared some stories about him right. on my birthday on literally uh, not, not being, uh, not, not hyperbolically or figuratively. I probably would not be alive. Not also not other than him creating this sperm. I probably wouldn't be alive today. Right. Uh, if not for him, right? Um, right. Just absolutely pure love. Uh, so, I think that's five, right? Yes, yes, that is. Okay. Benjamin Franklin, uh, Marcus Aurelius, Phil Jackson. So I got to tell you, Phil Jackson is is one of mine, actually. Um, uh, at one point, I, it was about two to three years um, of my life where um, I was intentional about Zen. Um, and, you know, I'm glad you said that because I probably need to get back to that concept, um, which is the ability to really be, you know, and again, not to use certain words that are uh, 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 limited to certain circles, but, you know, the yin-yang concept, the balance of life, and and certainly me being a faith-based person and Christ being my core faith, um, you know, he, Christ also lived that, that Zen, uh, that life with focus and, and balance, but, but Phil Jackson personalized it in our timeline, and so um, I'm a big fan of that. So Phil was the third, and you said the U.S. Navy, and of course, uh, your dad. Yes, your dad. I mean, I mean, from that trip we took for your birthday, your dad has life and he's loved and you could tell that he's, you know, he's just full of life. The U.S. Navy is, is an instant of people as well. Mm. So I have several admirals, you know, I'm just in the U.S. military, quite frankly. I've worked for generals, just just the military, but it's, these are people that have had great impact in my life. They've been loved, they've showed me love, showed me uh, 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 how to succeed, how to work in an organization, how to be a team player, how to be, how to persevere, going to boot camp, after candy school, all that stuff has really shaped me a lot. So June 4th, for those um, that are able to, um, where could they get more information about Victor Love and Market? Okay, great. Um, I don't do a good job of my website. I have a website called victorloffinmaking.com. Uh, that's my personal website. Uh, I have a few companies, you know, fairdalerealty.com, gazettemortgage.com are the two ones that you out there can find me. I'm on Instagram as Victor Loffinmaking. I'm on Facebook as Victor Loffinmaking as well. Um, my, it's most of kind of managed by my staff personally. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so, so there's a way to find me. Awesome. So I think, you know, hopefully we'll be able to see the um, information about the book launch on Victor Lofenmarking at minimum on Instagram at Victor Lofenmarking. Um, so VictorLofenmarking.com.